We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS Free Game Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, Friday, September 16th. So you know what that means. It's Fighting Friday! We're talking about the MMA slate UFC fight night coming up tomorrow afternoon, early, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's 14 fights. I love the big cards. I love the big cards. And uh, it's one of my, it's 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 my favorite slate in a long time in MMA. We got 14 fights, a ton of them uh, within two to one odds of each other. And uh, one main event, five rounder, that probably be a little bit over-owned. So there's a lot more unique, less dupe lineups available and a lot more underdogs that have a shot at winning. So we don't have one of these slates where, oh, we had one well, a couple of weeks ago that was like 13 or 14 fights, but like nine of the fights were like featured a three to one, four to one favorite. So, uh, so did not many live dogs here. Uh, and in the expert survey, when it comes out for uh, for the premium members, right, you can get all the, all, all the all the premium MMA stuff. This is the only thing, I think this is the only MMA content that is free on Roto Grinders, what I do on Fridays. Uh, but you can subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium, Combo Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. You'll get all the projections. You'll get all the expert survey. The Ground and Pound podcast we recorded last night. Uh, we, Liam goes goes through all the fights. I give my inputs. Uh, 
Mike Brown talks about it. We talk about the slate as a whole, almost two hours long. So subscribe there. You listen to that. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, this is, this is, this is a good slide. I'm 150 maxing this one, right? A lot of times I don't 75, hundred, maybe in the main, but no, this is a, this is, this is a 150. I'm only playing three single entry, three max lineups. A lot of times I'll play like six, but I wanted to invest more of my money in the large field stuff because, uh, you can make a lot of combinations that are pretty good, pretty good on this slate. I think there's going to be a, a, a significant, uh, amount of edge. But uh, give me those thummy thumbs before we talk about it. You know, I like the thummy thumbs. Hit that thumbs up button. Helps us out. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Good morning, Wataz. Matt Mears, Grant Brown. Grant Brown says, second in the play action. Duped only 12 times. What was that? Was that yesterday for the showdown? I was close. Oh, I, I, I actually had a sweat last night. I mean, it was a low percentage sweat. If Kelsey could have outscored Mahomes. Uh, I could have won $383,000 in a three-way tie on uh, on uh, on DraftKings last night, uh, but that didn't happen. And it's kind of weird. In the morning yesterday, we went over. Uh, I was looking through. We were going through the tools from a theory of the daily fantasy sports by course, right, with with James McCool's tools. 10-chapter uh, audio course plus the, the, the Excel tools, which I'll be showing off today also for MMA. Uh, go to theoryofdfs.com, pick it up, the advanced, the advanced course, pick it up. Uh, but in, in the morning, we were talking about, I was getting weight. I was getting, wow, I'm getting a lot of Justin Watson. Why am I getting a lot of Justin Watson? I mean, because he was projected for like one and a half points, but still he was only 1% owned compared to other punts that were like 3% owned. That was really the only reason. Uh, it's kind of weird that uh, he scores that big touchdown, uh, ends up in the optimal lineup. And I have, and I, and hey, I made 50 lineups yesterday. I Watson and I think I think fourteen out of fifty lineups. He was only one percent owned. Uh, so so I made I made money yesterday, not much, but uh, but I I did have I did have you know I I had a lineup uh, duped three ways. I had a lineup duped seven ways that had Watson in it. One with a Mike Williams captain. One with a Joshua Palmer captain. Uh, so so I I was watching the game to the end. Right. A lot of times halftime, it's like eh, I don't know if I I don't know if I got any live lineups. Last night I did, but. Didn't come through, so whatever. Max Coach is here. Good morning. Kid, kid Cloud Kicker, good morning. Going over this MMA slate, and I'm going to show off some of the tools. And the, I mean, I, I'm, I literally, this is deep. I'm using these tools to build my lineups, okay? With Lineup HQ, right? You need projections. You need ownership. You need you need a lineup builder. You need that. So you got to subscribe to Roto Grinders. Unless you have that on your own, feel free to have that on your own. But for efficiency and accuracy, like there's a lot of stuff that lineup HQ doesn't do from a strategic standpoint that it's more, more conducive to do in Excel and Excel may not be the, the best way to do it. You could code this stuff in Python, but good luck with that. Do you, do you know computer programming? No. So that this is the next best option. Do it in Excel. Uh, but I'm going to put together some lineups. I'm going to show, show, show some, some things off, but the first thing in MMA, okay. It's kind of, in any in any DFS, okay, you sh- if you're going to play exploitatively, which means you're basing your your lineups around what the field is going to do, you need to know what the field is going to do, and not just from individual player ownership, but what those lineups look like. So my process in all sports is the first part. The first part of my process, I have maybe a three part process in chunks. The three part process is number one. Figure out what the lineups not to play are. 
figure out what are the most heavily for, for, for something like showdown or MMA, the most heavily duped lineups. What do they have in common? And, and whatever they have in common, don't do. Okay. You could do the same for NFL main slate or anything. It's like, Oh, okay. There's going to be a lot of lineups. If, if every, whoever has this guy in the lineup, most likely has that guy in their lineup. You could determine some of this stuff just by individual player ownership and go, oh, yeah, there are probably going to be a lot of Piper Zadong lineups, right? If you're paying all the way up 9,700 for Piper, you're more likely to have the main event underdog in it. Like, that isn't rocket science, but there may be some certain things that you go, well, too many people love Anthony Hernandez in these Sanhagen Gravely lineups, and maybe that's not true. Maybe it's not as often as you think, right? So you want to see. I want to build the lineups that that my opponents are more likely to build and people that aren't paying attention go, I don't care about duplication. I don't mind building a lineup that's going to be duped 80 times. I want to know those lineups and what they have in common so I don't build them. My second part of the process is then using that information, building a candidate set of lineups. So way more than I possibly would need. Okay, so if I'm building 150 for tomorrow, I may may build 1,500 to 3,000 lineups. Right, something like that. If I'm, if hey, if even if I'm doing single entry or three max, I may build a hundred to three hundred lineups, and then weed it out from there. So that's the second part. Find your candidate lineups, and then the third part would be trimming and deciding on which lineups had that had the highest EV or within your risk tolerance that you're managing, like the expected value of the lineup versus like the variance of the lineup. Because I can understand that you may not want to play 150. Uh, high very like plus EV lineups that are just very high variants that have like Alan Amadovsky and Trey Ogden in it, which they may be individually plus EV, but those lineups, it's like, do I want to risk, do I want to risk my entire slate on, on like a 5% owned dog that has like a 16% chance of winning, right? You don't have to, you can, if you don't mind the humongous swings, but that's what you'd be trimming. So those, those are the three chunks. That's the three chunks of the process. So the first chunk I'm going to do right now, so I, I loaded in my ownership, my current ownership. It may change by uh, by tomorrow, and I just lo- loaded in the the median projections on 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 uh, Roto Grinders. And let me just tell you, for MMA, median projection doesn't really mean anything. Okay, they'll give you a sense of who's the, the slightly better from a you know distributional sense. But remember, these distributions aren't normal, right? These are bimodal distributions. So like the, these guys don't hit these scores, right? It's very hard for a Maria Agapova to get fifty points. She's going to score 30 or she's going to score 90. It's not rarely going to be 50. So like the differences between one or two points, a couple of points in the, in this median range where that, where the, it's a very bimodal distribution doesn't mean that much. It doesn't mean that much, but people will still build based on these, right? They'll still build these types of lineups. So I'm going to build, I'm going to build 300 lineups. What I did here is I set the build rules to spend at least 49, eight, right? I'm trying to build lineups that my opponents are. Okay, understand, I'm not building lineups for me now. I'm just trying to, what are the most duplicated lineups? That's what I'm looking to get, okay? So using the median projections, using just one unique, I don't mind getting a ton of whatever, right? What do those lineups look like? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna press build, it's gonna go. And then we're gonna bring it, we're gonna bring it into the tool. If you got any questions, feel free to post it in the YouTube chat. I've been pretty nice this week on the stupid questions. So even if you've got stupid ones, Feel free to post them in the YouTube chat and give me those thumb thumbs, the thummy thumbs and the thumb thumbs and the whatever you want to call it, right? So I'm just building these lineups. Now, what I'll do is also, I'm going to download the projections from here, right? You can just click on this little, little button over here 
right next to here, the upload aggregate, you download the projections, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. Let, let's wait for this to be done, just so I could show you everything in more streamlined fashion. So I downloaded the projections. All I really need is just the salaries and the, the fighters and the fantasy points and the ownership and everything. Because I'm going to put that into Excel. So when you get these 300 lineups, let's make sure that they're right. You get a lot of Yadong, right? You get a, you get a lot, a lot of this. Okay, maybe maybe to be a little bit more represent representative, I should I should make the the ownership a little bit a little bit. Yeah, let let, let me. Let me let me smooth out the ownership a little bit because there's no way that we're only getting 12% Sanhagen. We're only getting that because there's so much Yadong in there. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's start capping these. So let's just, uh, let's go like, like 20% higher than their, their projected ownership. So something, something like, something like this, uh, let's see, 38, maybe just to get a, a little bit more representative sample. So that that seems fine, right? Julian Robinson, Cheedy, but Cheedy at like thirty-four, Bealy at twenty-four, just a, l- a little bit higher than their their actual projected ownership, right? Twenty-six, maybe that's at twenty-two, because then it'll show that oh, Sanhagen isn't in many lineups. It's like he's going to be in a lot of lineups. Let's see, Aspen Ladd would put her at twenty-four, put Denise Gomez at. 18 or just put it at 20 but sabatini 32 trevin giles 32 just these are maxes Damon jackson 20 moda 28 poser 28 van camp 20 gravely 28 sanhagen all right we may have to even bump up because he's he's going to be owned so let's just 30 42. Rodriguez is going to be owned also. So let's make sure to get at least 20. 34. That seems fine. McMahon will cap at 14. Or let's see, 18. All right. I'm just going through. Just just I want a little bit more representative sample. All right. Mark Andre Barrio is going to be owned. Let's just put it put him in. Uh put it in to 28. But you still want to get some, the, the guys that don't even show up that much. I mean, they're going to be owned at least something, right? So at least four. Like a Pope is going to be at least, you know, 10. And even Luke Woomi is going to have ownership. So let's put her in at six. Just to get a little, little bit more representative sample size. The Gravely, make sure we get, we'll even, put, we'll even put some minimums here. Just to make sure. Just to make sure we get enough. Okay. The guys at the top, you don't necessarily have to put minimums because they're coming in a lot as it is. Just so we don't have to necessarily run this again. 20, 20, Denise Gomez, 10. At least 10 there. Okay. Got Chidi in here. Well, Chidi's going to be owned. 24, 24. 30. 30. Okay, now let's run it again. Okay, we're going to run that again. Let's see if there's any uh, any questions in the chat. 
Kid Cow Clicker, my mother said, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe your mom's stupid. Maybe that's why stupid people say that. <laughs> if I get bitten by a monkey, what kind of drug will they give me? I don't know. That isn't even a DFS question. I have no idea. Ronald Coley says, it's not that my questions are stupid. At least I don't think. Maybe they're just basic and have been covered before. I don't mind basic questions. That I've I've covered things I've repeated myself eight hundred times before. To me, stupid questions are like you know it's a stupid question. Like this, this is the rule. Like you you can you can know this for sure. You have to the two variables of what it makes a stupid question in DFS are can it be answered by a yes or a no? Okay, so put together your question and you go. Are you looking? Is it, are you looking for a yes or no answer? Then it's a stupid question. Or can it be answered by an exact number? How many of X should I X? Right, that's a stupid question. There's no exact number. Or would you play this or that? Like there's no there's no there's no defined answer like that. Right, those are stupid questions. So that means you're not th- you're not thinking about DFS properly. So you're you're not even in the mindset. You you haven't taken the first the first course, theory of daily fantasy sports, the 15 hour long fundamentals masterclass. You should not be thinking in black and white like that. Okay, here we go. Let's see. We built all these lineups. Okay, we still yeah we get Amadovsky. Oh yeah, we finally get some Amadovsky there. Ogden Agapova. We got Barrio. We got a bunch of. We got all these. We got we got plenty. San. Okay, we got 38 percent San Hagen. Okay, we're good. Still got a ton of Yadong. Okay, okay. There's a little bit more representative of what what, uh, what lineups we're gonna see at least. Okay, so now I download. And I, I have all of these. I can export these using this button right here, but I'm not gonna do that right now. I'm gonna switch over to the tools I have on my other screen. Uh, entire screen. I'm gonna share the entire screen. It'll be a little small. There, you can see it there, right? Okay. This is the duplication predictor. So I'm going to take the the projections, right? And I could paste that in right here, right? So you can see here, I downloaded the projections from Lineup HQ. You can see in this little document here. And I could just copy, right, all these columns to projected ownership, right? And then I need the salary as well, right? So I cut and paste, copy. You see, this isn't hard. And I could just paste it in right over here. And I'm also going to need the salary. I don't need anything else. Right? So I'm going to cut and paste column K to where the salary is. Paste there. Okay. So this gives us the projection, the ownership, the salary, and the fighters, and everything like that. Okay? So that's the projections that are in there. Now I have another tab in the, in the sheet to put in the lineups. So I'm going to download the lineups using the export button, lineup HQ. Save that. Open it up, right? And you can see here, all the lineups, right? Copy, just copy all the columns. There, here, copy. Plug them in right here, paste. Done, okay? It's not that hard, right? You get the, the, the these, are, these are the Excel tools that we have available at theoryofdfs.com that I'm using. I used, I did this to build my showdown lineups yesterday, okay? I, I'm, I'm not showing you something. Oh, you could do it this way, but I do it differently. No, I do it this way. I may have different numbers, right? I may change the ownership. I may 
have my proprietary rating, my MMA ratings for the projections, right? I may have a different risk tolerance. I may not mind having a lot of this. And you may not want a lot of that. So, like, it's not like we're going to come up with the same exact lineups anyway. Okay, so I'm going to load the lineups into the duplication predictor. Now, these should these lineups should be duplicated a lot, right? These are, these are the most, I mean, we're using median projections. I mean, we take a look at some of this stuff. And also, this, this doesn't stack fights. I mean, we already put it in that, that, you know, you have to play, you know, you can't play more than one fighter from the same fight. Right, so I'm going to load this up. Okay, so we can see here, just on this column with the dupes, like, like they're they're heavily duped, right? We could say, well, what's the most duped lineup? Pro- projected, right? Because these lineups all spend at least forty nine eight, right? So I go by descending. So the one thirty four, gravely, cheaty, song, Sabatini, Hernandez, Pfeiffer, hundred and thirty four. Which is a ballpark figure. This isn't like oh exact oh, and this is for too big of a contest. Okay, we have to we have to lower because we have a field here called the field size. So I did this is for the showdown yesterday for NFL hundred and ninety six thousand entries. So let's see what the MMA the large field contest. It's probably I think thirty five thousand something like that. I'm going to go right into my app and see because obviously the dupes are going to go down twenty nine thousand four hundred and eleven. Okay. So you go here, you type 29,411, right? And then you could just reload the lineups. And now, okay, now now these numbers start to go down, okay? So these are the most maybe heavily duped lineups. Well, some of them aren't, right? This one has Amadovsky down here, Rodriguez, Bozer, Philly, Sabatini, Giles. Yeah, this lineup isn't going to be duped that much. Maybe maybe we should start uh, cutting out some of the some of the fighters instead of trying to get an even more representative sample size maybe we just try to just jam in what's more people are going to do okay so let's let's clear this let's let's see if we can get a, a little bit a little bit more instead of a representative sample of 300 let's just get the most used lineup so like i mean i want so basically we're just going to almost increase i'm i'm going into lineup HQ and i'm going to just basically force in like the highest owned people at like a little bit past their ownership. So Fluffy Hernandez, let me get at least 40% of him. Let me get 40% Sanhagen, right? Everyone else, I don't mind that much. Like, let me get at least, uh, let's see, Cheedy. Cheedy's going to be owned, 30 for him. Uh, Jillian Robinson, Zell, maybe Zell Huber, get at least 28 of him, get at least 24 of Gravely, 28 of him, 26, go through, I'm going to start knocking down some of these people, I'm, I'm in lineup HQ right now, I want at least 26 of Rodriguez, Bozer, I don't mind, Towards the bottom, it, it's not going to be as... Is there a quicker way to do this? Can I do it? Nah, I can't. Okay, there is a quicker way to do this. So I said every... Because I, I said everything, like, so, so limited. It's like the fact that, that we have any duplicate, like, like unique lineups in this build, should, I, I don't want that. I want the most... I want the most duplicated lineup. 
Okay, so people are going to play Marc-Andre Barrio, and then everything at the bottom. Like, I don't need any Amadovsky. Like, like literally, I don't want any Amadovsky lineups. I don't want any Luke Boomy lineups. Like, those aren't going to be as duplicated. So I just want a lot of the more owned fighters. Asherat. I want all of this. Okay, and then let's let's see let's see what comes up. Make sure you get a bunch. Okay, I'm gonna build 300 now. Gotta force that in. Like I said, if you got any questions in the YouTube chat, feel free to post them. Johnny Ortiz says his course is what completely changed the way I play for the better, and it really is beyond worth it. Same with the new course. Thank you, Jordan and James. Well, thank you, thank you for buying it, and, and stay out of my contests. Yeah, they had to, that's that's the only thing. Don't stay out of my contests. That's what I joke at the end of the course. Like, hopefully, this is I've I've taught you everything I know. I've given you a hundred percent of everything. I don't know what else I could tell you. I've been profitable. I've been playing for seven years profitably, and you should be able to also. Just hopefully, you're not in my contests. That's it. Okay, we got okay, we got the three hundred, and okay, we're getting a lot of Denise Gomez. Let's see, a lot of a lot of Denise Gomez in some of these lineups. Amadovsky, Moda, anyone that's not that. Let's see, maybe I'm going to run it again. Maybe to uh, I just want to make sure I'm getting enough. Yeah, let's get let's get more gravely. Yeah, got I got to I got to push it a little. At Sab- okay, because I cap Sabatini, Sanhagen, Fluffy, Song, Pfeiffer. 50 to 60. So I can, now now I got to cap the these, in, or I'm going to get way too much. 30 to 40, 40 to, f- 40 to 50. 30 to 40. Get some Zell Huber in there. Forty, thirty to forty on Sabatini. Thirty on Giles. Okay, let's let's see if this. Let's run another three hundred. It doesn't take that long to run. I mean, this this will take you know what, maybe twenty seconds. Ked Cloudkicker says, "I just start with the projections." Right? The kid clearly says, agreed. Uh, for better or worse, I always played for entertainment value. It was fun. I've won six figures over the last two years, but the entertainment value is for, far less. I just start with the projections. I don't even look at the player's name. It's mostly mathematical. That's a lot less fun. You know what's fun? Making money. <laughs> That's what it is to me. The intellectual challenge of putting the puzzle together and then getting rewarded over time, long term, for doing so. Some people don't find that fun. Then fine, play for entertainment value. I don't. I, I have no problem with that. Those are the people that you make money from. That's fine. You have to define what you're playing for. If you're playing for fun, then don't worry about any of this. Just bash, bash your head against the keyboard. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not offended. Okay, finally. Okay, let the, now we get a little bit. 
more yeah okay these lineups are yeah okay denise gomez we're still getting plenty of her okay so i'm going to export these lineups and put them in and let's see let's see what these dupe rates are for these lineups which should be high okay so i'm going to pl- pl- plug them in right here there we go all right load the lineups in okay not 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 awful Right, you're gonna you're gonna find much less dupe lineups because there's 14 fights on the on the slate. So at 29,411, yeah, we got that over here. We go by the top dupe lineup, 21. Here's a 50k lineup at 191 ownership sum. Gravely, Cheaty, Song, Sabatini, Fluffy, Piper. Yeah, that that lineup will be yes, yes. Now 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 we've hit it. We've hit Pater, a lineup that definitely definitely will be duped a bunch. I could obviously I could tell just right here. I mean, it's not a Sanhagen lineup. Let's see, can we find a Sanhagen lineup? Because uh, yeah, because if you're gonna fit in Joe Pfeiffer at 9700, you're more likely to be playing Song Yadong and not Sanhagen. Although there will be Pfeiffer Sanhagen lineups. I mean, I could go here and I could just lock two guys in, like Sanhagen Pfeiffer. Like, what does that lineup look like? Well, it wouldn't have Yadong in it. It probably has Denise Gomez in it, in that type of lineup. So that's that's why Gomez is coming up a lot because it can't use uh, Song Yudong. So here we go. Here is like the most like duplicated types of lineups. Okay, what we could do now, instead of going through and go, what do these things have in common? There's another tool. Okay, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna cut and paste the same exact lineups. Copy. Oh, uh, no, I think I have to clear this out first. I'm going to go to the portfolio correlation matrix. This one is from uh, yesterday's showdown slate. So I can just clear the lineups here. Switch the show format to regular because even though it's MMA, there's no captain or anything. And I'm going to cut and paste the lineups. No, that's the wrong one. The lineups from here, these duped lineups. Copy. And go into the correlation and copy them here. And see what and let's see what they have in common. Right? So this is this is a this will show you the correlations of players within a portfolio and within lineup. And this may take a minute or two. So I'm just load that in. And I'll give you a matrix and I'll give you the, what does that portfolio look like from a diversification standpoint? Because we're trying to figure out this is stage one, the first chunk. We're trying to figure out what not to do, what combinations that are less likely, that are more likely to be duped. And we we typically don't want to play them. The easy way to do this, for the most part, is just like the highest owned players, right? Like Pfeiffer, Yadong, Sanhagen, Fluffy, Cheaty. But it may not be as correlated as you think they are, right? So you can't just blindly go in, I'm going to max one on that. Maybe not necessarily. Okay, so now here we go. Here we get the correlation matrix. So this shows an R value of every fighter to every other fighter in this 300 set. Okay, now going through this entire, you know, chart and seeing the exact R values is it's a pain in the ass, right? So we give you a list in this tool. This is one of the tools in the theory of daily fantasy sports. So like, here you go. Yadong, Pfeiffer, very high. Pfeiffer, Yadong, right? Yadong, Anthony Hernandez. Yadong, Basharat. Yadong Zell Huber. Yeah, I mean, this all makes sense. The low-priced 
underdog in the five-round fight is going to be heavily correlated to the non-Sanhagen, more-owned, high-priced fighters like Pfeiffer and Hernandez and Bash Zell Huber, right? So we look down through here, and we can see here just in the variance factor, just over here, Yadong, Pfeiffer, Hernandez, Bashrat, Zellhuber. When we, like like uh, Sanhagen is actually not as sticky to other fighters. Like maybe what what's what's uh, let's see we, we could take a look sort. You could also sort. Let's look at Sanhagen. Just the Sanhagen lineups. Denise Gomez and Joe Pfeiffer. So if you just sort by Sanhagen, you go well. What fighters are more correlated in other people's lineups, right? Because we're using like median projections. So maybe you make a group and go Sanhagen Gomez, don't play. If you're building a single entry three max lineup, don't play that. Maybe Sanhagen Pfeiffer, because this is 0.71 R value. So maybe you don't play a Sanhagen Pfeiffer lineup, right? So you could do this for each fighter based on this sample of like heavily duped lineups. We could go to, Song Yadong, let's say the other the, the main event underdog, very correlated to to Joe Piper, and then you have in the middle you have Hernandez, Bajaret, and Zell Huber, and then it kind of gets mid range, but like not much to like Tanner Bozer, not much to like Nicholas Moda because they're, they're the lower they're the lower owned you know high price fighters. So you can see here and go okay, I don't mind. But we can see here, even with Chidi, Chidi's 0.34, which is decently high, but maybe not, maybe you don't need to group out Chidi and Song Yadong. You could still get different enough. Let's take a look at uh, Joe Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer, if you take a look here, I know it's very small on the screen. Very much to Song, very much. Like that would be a, a, a Pfeiffer's a, a, a Song Yadong. I could, you could cut out like that easily. That'll reduce your dupes a lot. Then you kind of get Hernandez, Basharat, I guess. And then it kind of goes down from there. Still a lot of Denise Gomez in here, no matter what. Then we go to, let's let's go to a mid-range. Let's go to Chidi. Right, because of the line value. Right, Basharat, I mean, other than Song and Pfeiffer, not really correlated with, not, not strongly enough to like really just group out someone. It's a 14 fight card. So that makes sense. But you could use this tool just to, this is this is a tool for you to look at your own diversification, but also to build a sample lineup set of what you think your opponents will do. Maybe you build not just 300 lineups. Maybe you try to build 1500 duplicated lineups. I want to try to build the highest dupe lineups possible. And just keep on building them and just exporting the 300, 300, 300, 300, put it into this tool and then see what, what our values one fighter are to the other and go, okay, now I, now I know what groups to make if you're, if you're going to make groups. So you could use that tool for this. Now, what I do is I have my own model. I'm going to switch back. I'm going to share my browser now. Uh, let's see. Where is my browser? There it is. Okay. I have my own, as you all know, my, my little Excel spreadsheet, which already takes, it weighs stuff and it already takes into account the ownership. And then it gives me this like rating that it's basically a leverage rating. So the higher the, 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 the rating ver it's more leverage versus the probability of scoring hundred plus points. Okay. 
So the higher the rating of a full lineup, the highest leverage lineup you could make based on the ownership. So I put that in already into here, right? I'm going to clear some of this out, right? Go through. Just uh, tab, 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 delete, right? You can clear this. You can clear it. Oh, I could probably clear this. There's probably a clear out. Explore. Yeah, clear all explosions. Okay. For someone that knows a lot about lineup HQ, I, I forgot that there was a bulk action to do that. I'm just going through. Okay. So I could switch these, these meaning projections to my custom projections. So it gives me the, this, this rating right here that's currently in my sheet based on the RG uh, projections and ownership and my kind of adjustment. And a little bit of a ceiling projection there. Obviously, I'm going to have multiple sources in here. So this this is definitely not final, but it's close enough. Uh, let's see. Go through the YouTube chat before I do this. Or let me build lineups while and I'll, I'll look through then. Okay, so now that, now that I have that in, like what are the highest leverage lineups? What do they look like? And how are they different from the duplicated lineups? So if I wanted... And I didn't care about any type of diversification, right? Just one unique player. I just, and I didn't care about the salary. I just want to build based on my metric, comparing the betting lines, the projection, and the ownership together. What are the highest leverage lineups? They may be the highest variance lineups, but what are the highest leverage lineups? So I'm just going to build 300 and let's see. Anthony Bowles, always love your content, Jordan. Much appreciated. Well, thank you. Greg R. asks, is there a, li- a limit to the number of lineups in the in the Excel tools? That The limit is until Excel breaks. Understand the limits of Excel. I've, in, in some, depending on how diverse your, your portfolio is, I've gotten the portfolio uh, correlation matrix to, to work with up to 3,000 lines. But if it's a more diverse set, it may time, it may, it may break. It may give you an like, eh, I, I tried. Sorry. There's a limit to what you're gonna do in Excel. Like the portfolio trimmer, I I've I've put in 3,000 lineups with no problem. You don't have to worry about about uh you don't have to worry about uh it, it having to compare like 300 different players to each other. So the portfolio trimmer, yeah, i I don't even know what the hell the limit could be. Ten thousand, I think James may have did fifteen thousand or something. Of course, the more that you put in, the slower it'll be, right? So if you're trying to trim like a whole ton of lineups, 15,000 lineups, you press the button to trim, it may, ta- it may take 30 or 40 seconds, as opposed to trimming 100 lineups, which will take a second or two. So really, it comes down to that. It comes down to the extent in which, you know, Excel could handle. But it's it's well within reason that... Like it, it's not like, oh, it can only handle 150 lighters. No, it can handle thousands. So if you're like, oh, well, it didn't work with 30,000 lighters. I'm like, I'm sorry. It thought it may, maybe there's some some limit on where that happens. James is, 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 is fooling around with Python building 2 million lineups. That ain't going to work, right? That It's not going to, Excel isn't built for that. Just, cu- just cutting and pasting two, 2 million lines into Excel may take a minute. Then you're going to have it to trim and do any type of correlations? No, your computer explodes. Excel will say, I'm sorry, but come on. What do you expect from me? Okay. See, we can see right here. Look, 87% Lip Boomy. Van Camp, Pfeiffer, Ogden, 
Agapova. I mean, these are like the high. If you want to play high-risk lineups, like no one's playing these lineups. Look, Boomy, Pfeiffer, Basharat, Robinson, Van Camp, Ogden. In that rating, that this is the highest level. This is technically the highest EV lineup that you can make. It'll be solo. It'll hit. But how often does this fucking work? I have no idea. It even has Pfeiffer in it, right? So do you really want to play 87% of Loma Lipumi? No. Probably not. So from a diversification standpoint, like, not telling you to play 87% of her. It's just that she contributes to the most amount of highest leverage lineups, right? Because she's a $9,500 fighter that's going to be 9% owned. Her ceiling is suspect. Can she put up 100 plus points? That's debatable. But when she does... I mean, that's going to be if she outscores Pfeiffer, outscores Zanhagen and and uh, Zell Huber up there, then she's a top six scoring player. She, she'll be in the winning lineup at 9% owned. Same thing for Ogden on the bottom at 7%, 50%, right? So you're probably not playing. Like I, I don't start from here. I, I, I set some diversification limits, right? So most of these lineups are, are going to be unique. Like if, if we, if we, Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this now. I'm gonna bring this in to the duplication predictor. Right? Clear these lineups. I'm gonna switch over. Share screen. Go to screen three. I'm gonna export these. I'm going to assume that I'm gonna have a lot of unique lineups out of this set. Okay, so I'm gonna cut and paste these. A B C D E F. Paste them in right here. Paste. Load lineups. Right. Look, look, look at the dupes. You get a lot of zeros. I mean, the most one is what? Three? And I don't mind. Under five. Right. Look, look. It even shows on the side here. Unique. 249. Under five. 299. Like, there's one lineup that's not under five. What the hell does that lineup look like? Descending. So five. Right, some of these spend fifty thousand. I mean, like some of these spend forty nine nine. I mean, you could still get Feely, Ogden, Van Camp, Hernandez, Pfeiffer, Luke Boomy. Right, there you go. Duplication probably zero, probably unique. Barrio, Van Camp, Robertson, Basharat, Bozer, Pfeiffer. So this one is five. Now I aim for under fives, but you can see here that if you want to play a lot of Loma Luke Boomy, you could be you can make plenty of unique lineups, and you can make unique lineups that are still at like 49.9. You don't have to even leave much salary on the table. You don't have to leave any salary. I mean, if we just, we could sort this by salary even, right? So you can see, look, there are 50K lineups here that are only projected to be dupe one. I mean, it would be an under five, right? So if you're like going, oh, I can't spend more than 49.5 on this slate. Why not? You can still make lineups. Right? I mean, a lineup like this, 104 over here. I mean, Nascimento, Van Camp, Agapova, Giles, Zell Huber, Luke Boomy. Very contrarian lineup, yes, but it spends 50000 This is You're probably not going to dupe with anyone. If anything, maybe you're duping with one person, maybe. Right? Just that combination, like, who's, no one's playing that. There's 97 ownership sum right here. Amadoski, right? Once you play Amadoski, you're good, right? Amadoski, Philly, Agapova, Basharat, Zell Huber, Look Boomy, right? If you're playing an Amadoski Look Boomy lineup, like you just play whoever you want in the last, last four spots. It doesn't matter. 50K, it doesn't matter. 
So there are lineups that spend. I mean, look, here's the 49-9 lineups that, that come up at zero. Right? But of course, these are all look booming lineups. I mean, if you if you want to play 87% look booming, yeah, you can make plenty of unique lineups. But let's say you don't want to do that. Okay. So this this is the this is the second stage. Remember, we're just trying to build candidate lineups. Okay. This this set of candidate lineups is uh I don't want to have to choose between. I, I may only want to play. 15 to 20 look boomy lineups, maybe out of 150 or something like that. So I want to get a representative sample of what I, of diversification wise, what I don't mind. I don't want to have to select between half my lineups being Trey Ogden, right? But I'm still getting a sense of what, what players contribute to the highest leverage lineups. And that's Loma, that's Van Camp, that's Ogden, that's Agapova, that's Bozer, Koski. Kose, is that how you pronounce it? Kose, Louis Kose, and Pipe and Piper is still there, so Piper over the main event over Sanhagen. So now I'm going to go back into lineup HQ, okay, and I'm going to I'm just going to set some some caps. I'm going to I'll I'll switch back. Hold on, just so you can see. And then I'm just going to set I'm going to set some just diversification caps. It has nothing to do with, I want to be this amount over the field or less of the field. It has nothing to do with that. Just how much, how much Loma am I willing, willing to take on this slate? Maybe, maybe 16%. This is purely risk tolerance. I'm not choosing that number because it's like, well, it's over the field by this or whatever. Yeah. I, I probably want to play more than her because she does contribute to, to high leverage lineups, but also I could find, uh, I could find unique lineups without her in it also. Right. So how much, how much exposure do I want from a risk per, a percentage on the slate? Like Van Camp, do I want 77%? Maybe I maybe 20 max, right? Pfeiffer. Maybe I just, uh, maybe I, do I want more than 40? Do I want more than 50 or something like that? 50% Pfeiffer. Ogden? How much Ogden do I really want? 12? I may be fine. How much Agapova do I want? Maybe 20? I'm going to have a lot of Robertson, right? 18 or something like that? Or at 20? This is purely for risk tolerance. If you say, I don't mind having a ton of Agapova, then put put her up at 40. That's fine. Fasherat? I don't mind being around the field, right? Bozer? I'll, I'll have more Bozer. I don't mind. I don't mind. Bozer Nascimento, it's a heavyweight fight. I don't mind that. So put it, put him at uh, you know 34, 34. I'm just coming up with numbers. Kose, yeah, twenty percent of him. Zell Huber, I don't mind him around twenty eight. Nascimento, I don't mind. I don't mind a bunch of. Trevin Giles, maybe I could have uh, around the same. See Amadoski, how much Amadoski do I really want? Six, six, is six good, maybe? Six, six, eight, maybe eight. I don't know, six. Let's go down to six. Uh, Aspen Lad. I don't mind being under on last Aspen Lad. Jillian Robinson, I I, I I, could have 40% of her. Actually, I'm going ma- to make sure I have a whole bunch of her. 30 to 40. Gregory Rodriguez, and now we're getting the ones that you're not getting that much of at all. And this is one unique. Obviously, you could be a little bit more diverse by doing unique players too. And maybe we'll just sit it like that. Okay, unique players too. So I'm going through. 
right? So once you get to the bottom, now I kind of kind of have to kind of force. I want at least 10% of Gravely, 10%, 10%. That's pretty good. Sarah McMahon, 8%. Algeo, 10 Sanhagen, I still want some, but not much. I'm not going to have much Sanhagen. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put, I'll put him at the, and I don't know, 14. That's fine. Still want, still wants Cheaty. I'll be under on Cheaty. Still want 20% Yadong because I'm going to be under on the main event. Sabatini, 14. I don't mind being under on him. I don't mind being under on Mark Andre Barrio. Versus Fluffy Hernandez. Give me 20% of him. Feely, I don't like a lot of, but give me 10% of him. Rodriguez, give me 20% of him. And there, that, that should be fine. So let's get let's see if we could find 300 candidate lineups. You could you could do like multiple 300 builds and put them into the, the, the duplication predictor. So it's like I'm trying to make 300 at once, but you can make 300, 600. You can make one build like this and one build like that and one, and then just take 10 different builds and throw them all into Excel. I'm more likely to do that, but for the sake of the show and for speed, I'm just trying to kind of build candidate lineups in the one 300 set. Grant Brown asks, how are you taking things that aren't, okay, 1.xn, Okay, I don't understand what this is. And adjusting to the rating, just the projection. I'm using a relatively to the average, but seems flawed. I, I'm not sure what you're asking. I'm, I'm trying to normalize all of the things in the sheet to around one. Right, so I'm weighting it. And I'm also, I'm using a constant. So I can get those things to be as equal as possible based on what I want to weight them more. So obviously the like the win leverage on Luke Boomy is going to be really high because she's a heavy favorite and barely owned, right? But around one leverage is very high also because thirteen percent round one probability at nine percent ownership is pretty pretty damn good. But it, it shouldn't be like that dramatically different than some of these other people here, right? San Hagen's goes down, but I'm getting his median projection is boosting his rating up, even though his round one, you know, is He's probably one of the lowest chances of scoring of finishing the round one. It's a five round fight. He's more likely to win the five rounds or finish at some point in the fight. But I don't know. Maybe that's that's more for a, than another Zoom call that I do as part of Roto Grinders Premium. So you better sign up for that if you don't. Hingo A says, so many lineups. Which one's the winner? You don't know. I don't know which one the winner is. All I know is that I'm going to build lineups that have a higher probability of winning than what they'll be played. That's called expected value, high expected value lineups. So imagine imagine getting two to one on a coin flip, right? It's a 50% chance, but you're getting paid like it's like 66, two to one. So it doesn't matter if it comes up heads or tails. It's just as long as you keep on flipping, over the long run, you're going to make money, right? Six-sided die roll. If you got paid 20 to one, I'm guessing the side of the die that comes up. Well, which one's the winner? Is it going to be three? Is it going to be five? What does it matter? You're getting paid 20 to one on a six to one shot. Pick any number you want. <laughs> At that point, don't expect the dice. Just be glad that someone's willing to give you that payout on a six to one probability. That's That's essentially what DFS is. So I'm trying to find lineups 
right? That have high plus have high expected value. And then depending on my risk tolerance on how much of a, do I want to risk on certain fighters over others? Build lineups that, especially in MMA, where you only have, what, 28 fighters to choose from on this slate. You want to avoid duplicates. I want to win $100,000, right? I think it's $100,000 tomorrow. hundred or fifty. I don't know. Whatever. I want to win $100,000 solo. If not, at least split it two ways, rather than get a lineup that splits it 28 ways. You're paying the same amount for a lower payout. So you want to avoid those, even though there's more of a probability that a high-owned lineup wins, but you're going to win 10 times, 20 times less when that does win. So you don't want those lineups. That's like get taking a six-sided die roll and getting paid four to one. Like, Why would you want to do that? You're going to lose money in the long run doing that. Uh, Grant Brown says, taking the larger numbers that aren't close to a decimal. I, I'm... I'm using a constant to divide and to multiple. Like I, I get those numbers down, right? That's, I wanted my rating in, in a perfect world. I want the most, the efficient, the most efficient fighter on the slate to be rated one, right? And the more inefficient they're owned, it's 1.05, 1.10. The less efficient they're owned, it goes under that. I'm aiming for that. And obviously a lot of the dogs are going to be rated much lower because their chances of 100-plus points go down even more dramatically as they're more and more of an underdog. But obviously, because of the 50K salary, you still have to own underdogs. So their ratings are naturally going to be lower and going to be more variant dependent on the ownership. Like, you take a look at, at here. Like, when you're dealing with, like, Trey Ogden at 7%, and he comes up with 0.89, which is... Better than like Cheedy and, and Jaquani. He doesn't have a better chance than Cheedy to get 100 plus points, but he's only seven, he's only 7% on. But let's say I change his ownership to 9%. It starts going down dramatically. If he, if he ends up 13% on, he's horrible. Right? So your margin of error on the ownership for some of these guys that, that have very small ownerships is very, wa- is, 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 you're going to, you're going to, it's, it's going to be, oh, hold on, eight. Like Amadowski, there's a big difference between 4% and 6%. Yet at the top, there's really not that much of a difference between 42 and 44%. So you really have to nail the, the single digit ownership well enough, or you're going to start getting way too much of some of those. That's why I got a lot of Van Camp or whatever. So either, either you have to uh, make sure the ownership is really on point or just like do what I did and just say like I don't care what the ownership is because there's so much fragility there. I don't want my whole slate to be to, to be determined by by look. I'm getting 12% Dre Ogden. Right, he's fitting in the in the right lineups. He's providing leverage to the right lineups, but only in 12% of my portfolio, or at least of these candidate lineups. Okay, so here here's that set of candidate lineups. So now I'm going to take this out. Right, so you can just export. You can see this. This, this is not. These are. This is not complicated to do. This export button. You click the export button, and you get the lineups. Then you could open them up, and I'm going to switch over to my Excel document, my Excel tools. Right, so you can see here. I got my lineups from Lineup HQ. 
I'm going to put these in, copy, paste, and I'm going to load them into the dupe predictor, right? And we see here, based on my rating, yeah, there's some that are a little, they're over, right? Because you're going you're gonna to still get clumps to some extent using an optimizer. But like here is, is the most dupe lineup in this set. Yadong, Algeo, Rodriguez, Fluffy, Robertson, Pfeiffer, right? Predicted dupes, 18, right? But in this 300 set, I got 300 under 20s, 284 under 10s, 234 under 5s, and 87 uniques. So if I wanted to, right now, I could trim. I could say, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anything on, I want all the under, the under 5s, Right? So I take this candidate set and what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go into the portfolio trimmer. This is another tool. I'm going to clear the projections out from in here. I'm going to put it in the projections. Uh, the, the projections with my rating in it. So instead of a median projection, it's going to be my rating and my ownership. Right? I got that out. I got that out of line of HQ. You can see it right here. It's not complicated. Cut and paste. A through G. Put that in here. Then I also need the salary. Copy. Put in the salary. Paste. Okay. And now I can put in those lineups from the duplication predictor and get rid of the ones. Right, so I'm going to go into the duplication predictor. And you see all the lineups at the bottom? Like, I want the under fives. So here's the four right here. I just cut and just grab all the ones that are like that. So I'm already getting rid of, like, the, the more duplicated ones in my candidate set of 300. Maybe there's 1,500 lineups in here, right? Like, like I said, you don't have to just end at 300. And maybe you don't even, maybe you don't mind, like maybe you need all uniques. You just want, I don't care. I don't care if I get a ton of Boomy and Van Camp and Ogden. I just want all the uniques as possible. You could do that as well. Me, I aim for under fives. I judge my play more by, if I, if I build 150 lineups and I have 150 under fives, I don't care if the uniques are like 10. It's, it's going to be higher than that. But I mean, to me, I judge it by under fives. Sometimes you could, I could build unique lineups by playing the six biggest underdogs on the slate. I mean, that'll be unique. You leave 8,000 on the table, but the likelihood of that winning is a very extremely low that you might as well play. I'd rather play a lineup that's duped once that is higher probability than that. Okay. So I'm going to take all these lineups and I can go into the portfolio trimmer, right? This is not deep. This is regular. I'm going to paste that in right here. Doesn't matter what the, the positions are. paste right and i'm going to load into portfolio manager right so you can see here here's my rating right this will show you the price of the lineup the floor and the ceiling of course i didn't put in any floor and ceiling projections i just put in my rating so you see this projection down here that's my rating score it could be the median projection i mean you could use this for any sport right and then you could trim by any threshold you want i could trim by ownership some i could trim by uh by price, I get rid of 50K lineups, right? But these are all supposed to be like under fives. 
I could sort by, you know, specific players in the lineup. I mean, I could do that as well. So let's say I, I mean, there are 50K lineups that, you know, like Ogden, Van Camp, Robertson, Bashrat, Piper, Luke Boomy. I don't care that that's 50K. That's it. That's, that's a unique lineup. So I'm like, I'm not going to get rid of the 50K lineups, but maybe I'll look at the bottom. What are some of these low rated lineups? Yadong, Gravely, McMahon, Sabatini, Fluffy, Jillian Robinson. You could still play these. I mean, there's a lot of lineups to choose from, but you could use this threshold, maybe by ownership sum, right? You want to get rid of the ownership sum, even though there are some high ones that you could still play. 164, I'm looking down over here. Is some of these you could play? I mean, dude, on this slate, that's why I love this slate. There's so many, so many under fives that you could play, so many dupes that you don't even need to leave a ton of money on the table. There are going to be people out there that are going to set and go like they do every slate. 48,000, right? They're going to play lineups 47,000 to 48,500, which on this slate with all these underdogs on these close fights, that can still win. But there are a lot of there are a lot of lineups that are 495, 49 to 550k that are still perfectly fine. But then you could trim right here. I could trim by smart trim, but that smart trim is not necessarily useful for when I'm using my own rating as a projection because already the rating already factors in the ownership. But if I wanted to, let's see what what would happen if I smart trim this down. If it goes rating to the ownership sum, which is redundant, yeah, I would. I, it makes no sense to do it this way, but let, I just, I'm just curious. Okay. So that gets it down. If I go just based on ownership, some, and the rating, uh, the top lineup is Ogden, Van Camp, Robertson, Basharat, Pfeiffer, Lukbumi. Yeah, you're going to get all the Lukbumi lineup. What else is new? And you get an Amadovsky lineup, and you get a Trey Ogden lineup, and a Cameron Van Camp lineup. Of course, of course. Yeah, I should I should have expected that. But then you could use this tool. Like if, oh, I didn't want to do that. Oh, well, I could reload the entire portfolio, right? So you can see here, look, I got my, all my lineups back because everything's always saved in your insert lineups page right here. So you could fool around with this all you want and trim down. You could trim down, hey, I'm only playing three lineups. And here's my 300 candidate, here's my whatever, 234 candidate lineups. And go through and you go, okay, who do I not want to play? You look through. You look for the Amadowski lineups and you get rid of them. You look for these lineups and get rid of them. And you keep on going until you find, oh, okay, I like this lineup. Single entry done, right? So those are the those are the three stages. One, figure out what your opponents are going to play, right? Especially in these the MMA with the, a lot of dupes. What are the most dupes lineups going to look like? Uh, don't play those lineups. Then build your candidate set of lineups using that information. Make don't play Piper with Sandaken. Don't play Piper with Zazong. Don't play Cheaty with this guy. Right, don't play any more than one of these three fighters or something, or two, no more than two of these seven fighters, whatever you want to put together on what you see by building those types of lineups using the correlation matrix tool, using the dupe predictor, and then build your candidate set of lineups and then trim from there. Trim based on risk tolerance. You go, okay, I have a bunch of this, a bunch of that, right? Who am I getting more of and less of? Yeah, the more you get of someone, the more leverage they provide. The less you're getting of them, the less leverage they provide. But it doesn't mean you can't play lineups with those people. You you choose. Maybe you play. If you're playing three lineups, maybe you play a Sanhagen. You could play a plus EV Sanhagen lineup. There aren't as many plus EV Sanhagen lineups because of his ownership and his price. You could find a Pfeiffer Song Yudong lineup. Even though their R value is the highest on the entire slate. 
if you're playing Loma, if you're playing Ogden, if you're playing Amadoski, you wouldn't be playing Amadoski because you're playing Pfeiffer. You could still find a unique lineup, even with that combination. It's just that there's less of them available. So it doesn't mean that these tools don't tell you who to play. They just make it more efficient for you to step-by-step build plus EV lineups. And then you have, I can build 3,000 plus EV lineups, but I can only play 150 of them. I can only play 20 of them. I can only play whatever the number is. Well, then just pick out the ones that you want to play. There you go. This is DFS. I know I've been I've been doing this on the show uh, all week, showing these tools off. Someone asks here, uh, Gregor, are you doing a show like this for NFL or have you already? I did it for Showdown yesterday. Going to check out yesterday's show. I did this whole process. I pretty much built my Showdown lineups yesterday. I mean, I had to redo them because ownership changed and everything. But I show you that also. And uh, on the premium show, we have a NFL premium show that, that we're recording at two o'clock. So they'll be out later today. Me and Tuttle, premium game theory show. We go through, we do talk about a lot of stuff. I do show off some of these tools. Don't necessarily build lineups with the trimmer, but show off the por- portfolio correlation tool and try to figure out, you know, combinations of players that are that our opponents are playing more of and how could we could find leverage off of that. Like what 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 are those strategies we, we talk about on, on that show. So if you want to, Tune into that. If you're a re- premium member, you have to sign up for Combo Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Uh, Greg R says, do predictor is just based on ownership percentages, right? Yes. It doesn't adjust for contest. Well, I mean, it adjusts for contest size that you plug it in. The do predictor has a, a right up over here. Like you put in the, the field size in the, it's up here. So if you're playing like a single entry 300 field con, you just put 300 there. But it's based on the ownership percentage that you put in. So you have to adjust the ownership percentage, whatever you think the ownership is for that contest. Right. So if your projected ownership, the projected ownership from Roto Grinders is for the large field contest. So if you're playing a, a, a 300 man contest, obviously Song Yudong is going to be more owned. Anthony Hernandez is going to be more owned. Five, you you have to change the ownership to reflect that. But I don't know what uh, playing the using the dupe predictor for a 300 person contest is probably unnecessary anyway. Right? Unless you're playing your cash lineup or something or or like a 1v1 off a cash lineup, most likely your lineup ain't going to be duped anyway. Worst case scenario, maybe duped once on a 14 fight card with enough close fights like this. The dupe predictor is more geared for large field stuff anyway. You put in like, 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 look at all these lineups. Like, look, this is in large field. Imagine if I put the field size here, right? To 300, right? And reload lineups. I mean, like all of them, like, look, is there anyone that's duped more than once? If that, no, right? Uniques, 170, under fives, 300, right? Because in a 300 player contest, like as long as you're not really playing your cash lineup, you're pretty much good. But yes, if you're gonna if if you're playing that contest, you want you would want the ownership for that contest. But we don't offer no one offers that. You have to adjust it for yourself. So you have to you have to bump up Piper to sixty percent. You have to uh, uh, song to fifty and Sanhagen to fifty four or whatever whatever you estimate it to be. Okay. So did we learn something today? Did we learn? Did we learn anything? We learn how to play DFS. 
If you if you look, like I said yesterday, if you were to look at someone, a top player playing MMA tomorrow, like they're going to build lineups two, three o'clock in the afternoon, right? Four o'clock lock Eastern. You go, I want to sit behind you. Top large field players. And I want to see you build lineups. I'm going to learn what you look at and what you do. Like, let me let me study your process for a week. And you're going to know these top players. Then you're going to you're going to see that these top players they're not watching any tape. It's like, then, oh, I'm going to sit with you during the week. They, did they listen to any podcasts? No. Did they read any articles? No. You ask you ask them. It's like, what do you think of Trey Ogden? You go, I've I never, don't even know what he looks like. You go, well, what do you th- what do you think of Jillian Robertson tomorrow? You go, who is she fighting and how much is she? I don't even I don't even know. Right. And you're looking at these top players while they're building their MLB lineups and their NFL lineups. You go, and you're going to put all this money into an MMA slate tomorrow. You don't even, you don't even know the fighters it's like Aspen Ladd. Do you think she's going to make weight? It's like, what does she normally miss weight? Right. I don't know. I don't know nothing about MMA. I don't know. These are just names on the spreadsheet to me. And you go, how how are you possibly playing without knowing anything about the sport? Right? And then you watch them beforehand, two hours before the slate, how they make lineups. It's going to look more like this show. You're going to see them move move stuff around in Excel. You're going to see or spreadsheets or Python or R. You're going to see a lot of like just like looks like they're hacking code and stuff. Punching stuff up, spinning arrows, you know, beach balls. It's working on this. It's simulating that. They're aggregating projections from seven different sources, right? So these numbers are coming in and this number is coming in and they update this and everything like that. And they go, they put all these numbers in a, in a, in a big, big witching pot or something. And then lineups start spinning out, right? And maybe, maybe they end up with 1500 lineups and it's like, okay, then they take a look and they go, okay, I want a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that. They take it. Some people don't even do that. Then they have 150. They cut and paste that. They plug it into their DK entries and then they just move on. They move on and they're not even watching the slate. Right? Four o'clock lock hits and they're working on their whatever NBA lineups for later that night or whatever. MLB coming up on Saturday. <clears throat> and you go, wow. And these, and these, I mean, you go to the Road Grinders leaderboard for large field GPPs. What I've showed on this show with this, this this type of process, right? This is a little bit even more manual than a lot of what 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 a lot of top players do for large field GPPs, but it's a wake up call to people, right? I mean, I, it's a, it's been a wake up call for seven years. I mean, I've been saying this stuff for God knows how long. That it's not uh, watching the sports and it's, it, there's only so much edge in, in that you're not getting anything. If you don't know how to play DFS from a mathematical standpoint. Watching ain't going to do anything. That may provide you the extra the last 5%. 95% of the way is all math. And then the last 5% is like, maybe it could be more accurate from, uh, you know, oh, this projection may be slightly more fragile than people think, right? This ownership may be, you know, listening to shows and going, yeah, this ownership of 16% may actually be higher, right? Everyone's talking about this guy, right? Like that type of thing. And being a little bit more accurate. But if you don't know how, don't know how to build plus EV lineups from a mathematical perspective like how do you expect to win long term so this is the process people go look and go oh this is boring all i'm doing is moving numbers on a spreadsheet it's like well welcome welcome to dfs this is a math game dfs is a math game it's a game it's a game theory game and you could learn all of that in the theory of daily fantasy sports the new for advanced players guide 
is out now. It's an audio course, 10 chapters, six hours of audio. And uh, you get all the tools that I, that I just showed. You get, uh, you know, seven, seven, eight different tools in Microsoft Excel that you get to keep, right? And they get updated, right? If there's a bug or something, uh, James has been updating it like once a week. I mean, it's only been out for two and a half weeks. But you get to keep and use to, to be more efficient in your process. So, you know, I could build MMA lineups on Saturday. A lot of times it would take two or three hours to go through, you know, without using these Excel tools and go, okay, I'm going to eliminate this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, these lineups look good. Put them to the side, this, whatever. Organize everything manually. I can build my lineups for MMA tomorrow, my 150 set. I'm going to guess in less than 10 minutes, right? I think so. I did my showdown yesterday. I, I did a little bit more because I was doing a couple. Of, I was I was I was looking into some uh, some of the cheaper guys. That's why I got a lot of Watson. Uh, so it took me like maybe 15, 15 to eighteen minutes or something for showdown yesterday. Uh, but normally that could take much longer if I didn't have these efficiency tools, and I wasn't playing a whole diverse set of lineups. If, if I was only like MLB the other day, like I used these tools, I built lineups in four minutes. Right, I built five lineups in four minutes. I, I ran. A couple of different constructions. I threw them in, threw them into the tools, seen which ones I don't play, got rid of those, and then trim from there. And then it's like, okay, I'm playing five lineups. I want to play five different stacks to be diverse. So I just sorted and just played. Okay, what's the bet? What's what's the lowest, the highest projected lowest on this stack? Okay, play that. What's the highest on this stack? I picked five lineups, uploaded four minutes. Took me four minutes. Go from start to finish. And I didn't really barely knew anything on the slate, right? Welcome to DFS. So you can pick this stuff up. Theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got uh, we got NFL content coming out on the channel today uh, for for the for the Sunday Sunday main slate. Uh, we got uh, Grinders live later today for for baseball. MLB still going on. We still got another two or three weeks of that. So uh, so check that out and join me in a premium premium the premium Discord for RG. I'm there. And uh, my Blender's Game Theory channel, if you want to ask any questions about any of these concepts, any of the tools, anything at all, you could find me in there if you're a premium member. So, uh, so yeah. So, well, uh, good luck uh, over the weekend as long as, as long as you're not in my contest. Got MMA tomorrow. Soccer, not really. We got a two-game soccer slate. I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to play it. The staggered start times. And, uh, and then we got Saturday and Sunday football, Sunday night football. We got NFL. We got tons of stuff. We got MMA. Uh, I love this 14 fight slate. A lot of unique. What's going to happen? What's going to happen is that a lot of unique lineups are available. And then the chalkiest damn lineups going to win. It's going to be like a 108 way tie for first. And everyone's going to lose money. Right. Just my luck. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I'll see you again on Monday. Answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do. On the DFS pregame show. On rotogrinders.com. 